mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 302 of this No Plague Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. I'm... Am I rolling? Are I you? I feel dumb because I don't know if I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm leaving this all in. I was rolling. Please leave it all in. <laughs> it's just proof after 301 episodes. <laughs> We're still idiots. We are still here. Mostly me. Um... It's been a, a long time since we've gotten to sit together and it's record. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're watching SG Atlantis, yes. season five, yes. episode five, The Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. AKA, I don't have an AKA. We're going to have to get one because <laughs> I don't. You know what? It's just something, something, something flying monkeys. <laughs> Is my current I like AKA. the way you said we're gonna have to get one. Like we're gonna have to stop at the store yep. on the way home yep. and get one because yep. we don't have one right now. We don't currently have <laughs> one. How have you been? Okay, so <laughs> we before I got sick. Yeah, uh, I had been finally starting to play the game that Grace has been yes. waiting. And yes. waiting and waiting for me to play. I started mm-hmm. Horizon Dawn Zero. Zero Dawn. Horizon close Zero enough, Dawn. Close enough. All the right words. Whatever. Different orders. Yeah. Uh, and I played a lot of it yeah. in a week. And I'm level. I'm like level a lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, I'm higher than I'm the missions. Yeah. 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 I yeah. know that feeling. <laughs> um, where it's like hey you should have done this 10 levels ago and it's like shut up you don't know me exactly <laughs> do what i want oh i was supposed to do that at level seven i'm a, like double that yeah um so i did that and then last week i was sick yeah <laughs> it was not great times it was a- i even came over to listen to your yeah. i was like oh we're not recording no it we're was not recording i today. kept being like well maybe i'll be recorded later today mm-hmm. and grace is like that's amusing that's adorable that and not that. happening yeah there was a negative covid test yeah um and then this week we went camping yep we got back this morning yep I am covered in mysterious bug bites. You you have bug bites that look like a native tribe's tattoo markings <laughs> it's of not, all of your adventures. It's not good. It's a lot. There's a lot of bug bites all over me. Such many. I'm impressed that you're sitting. Well, the impressive part is, is I took precautions against the mosquito bites because yep. I am allergic to them. So yeah. I like... Took some extra, um, some extra allergy meds. Yep. I bought like I was testing out a new like one of those little burn weird shit mosquito dome sure. things. Yeah, my mosquito. I have mosquito bites and they're acting like normal people's mosquito bites. Where right, they're just they're a little itchy. Yeah, they're, they're not little... giant welts. And then I got bit by something else. Oh no! That I guess like the mosquitoes are like. Well, we're done with her. You have at her. Yeah, they don't. We don't even like her anymore. I am impressed that 
your will to go camping is this strong because I should I should I should know that but I still find it really impressive because it would take five percent of what you deal with to be like I'm just never going camping again it's like camping doesn't exist I enjoy the camping part so much and I normally like yeah it's because I normally don't get the mosquito itch action. Right. The bug itch action until like afterwards. And I just It's like keep, the hangover. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah. I just keep forgetting how bad that is. And I just enjoy. I mean, I am almost now finally done with Rhythm of War because I got to sit in a hammock for hours yesterday uh, reading. Yeah. Sitting in a hammock outside reading. When the the sun's being blocked by trees, that's like I had a beer. I took the little hammock. There's a store. There's a pocket, and the hammock normally goes in the pocket. It's uh-huh. like a store built-in bag. Yeah, I could put a beer there. Yeah, you can. And it sits there in the hammock. It is definitely an option, and it's fantastic. And then those are the times where I forget that I will have to be on Benadryl for a week. <laughs> While slowly trying to resist tearing the skin off my limbs. Yeah, just, yeah, completely set all of your skin yeah. ablaze. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile. Yeah. I was like, I, I have a three hour limit. Yeah. We're going to come. <laughs> We're going to hang out. We're going to make yep. hot dogs. We're going to go to town on some s'mores. And then I have to go home. Yeah. Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm going to start sweeping the dirt. You You did sit in the hammock. I did sit in the hammock. Yeah. I managed like a solid, what, half hour? Yeah. And then I went, I did it. I rested. Okay, I'm done resting. <laughs> I'm done resting and now. Let me cut vegetables. Yeah. I I had um really great to rip to see Friends of the Pod. Yes. Um, Earlier in the month. And then that was really cool. Uh, and then I had Grace's worst nightmare where my car died. So I was trapped at home and it couldn't leave ever, yeah. ever, ever again. Um, which we've, if, if you know, I feel like these are things that people on the pod don't get to know about no. Grace. Grace doesn't know how to sit still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Grace is real bad at that. And, and not having a car, it means I don't get to leave the house. Like, I feel at some point in my life, I may have like, oh, I've dropped a whole deck of cards all over your house. Uh-huh. Just to like... Keep me busy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's constantly something for me to be doing. To the point where when the... The car's been very unpredictable. The last time it decided to die, I was like, I guess I'm just going for a two mile walk right now because I cannot go inside that house. I cannot. I can't. I drove. I limped my car home yeah. and I, I literally just kept going. I got out of the car and kept going. As someone who just got out of having two months without a car. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's <laughs> life has been real interesting lately. Um. So we're glad to be back. 100%. <laughs> we did do a thing also, last I week. Did, yeah, I did play for us. I am still playing uh, Forbidden West. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I was okay. going to say, there's another thing that we did do last weekend. Oh, what did we do last weekend? That we didn't get to tell them about. Tell me, because I can't Well, remember. we sat there in a dark oh, room. Oh, that's right. And we watched Doctor Strange in the... In oh, the, you mean the latest ult- Evil Dead movie? Yeah, we spoilers, watched the newest... Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> we, we watched uh, Evil Dead Doctor Strange edition. Yeah, the Marvel's Evil Dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> I loved it and every second the of it. Marvel Cinematic Universe Evil Dead. 
It was great. I mean, there was a Tigers reference at Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Big fan. I was missing the Ted Raimi cameo. Oh, well, the fact that we got any cameos, spoilers, 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 it was pretty great. Uh, listen, I don't, it's Sam Raimi. I don't think having a Bruce Campbell reference, like cameo is a spoiler. I think it's just... Yeah, but it's fun not knowing where it's like coming not in. Not knowing where it's coming in, yes. Yeah. But it's like, I assumed he would be there because it's a Sam Raimi movie. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It, uh, the spoiler would be if he wasn't there. That's true. <laughs> there was no Bruce Campbell to be seen. Uh, it's a pretty great film. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I don't know how, like, what to, it was just nicely put together. I, it, Big fan. In in the non-spoiler way, and I know you have certain, um, whether they be directors or writers that you enjoy that yeah. do this. I love going to see Sam Raimi films because he's from the exact same area of Michigan that I'm from. Oh, okay. And so I love going and finding all of those little itsy bitsy tiny like local references he yeah, puts yeah, in yeah. there that just makes me happy. Well the reason I was so obsessed with her with getting to Horizon Forbidden West was yeah. like I have to find home. <laughs> I must keep going to the yes. Forbidden West and find my home. <laughs> and it's underwater. Yeah. But well, also I saw some really cool stuff. Okay. That's exciting. Yay. Um otherwise I finally started reading Mrs. of <laughs> And I'm laughing because you gave me that book literally a year ago. Yes, yeah, it surprised me. A literal year ago. Yeah, yeah. I think on the anniversary of the day you gave it to me is when I started reading it. I feel it. like that makes only sense. Yeah, well, because you know, it's me. Everything's got to be a nice, tidy. I keep trying to turn the mic on. Do you keep trying to do that too? I keep trying to find. We don't normally hold guys, them. We're handheld today, um, you know, because change of location, because reasons. Um, and our microphones don't have on buttons, but I keep trying to turn my mic on. Like it's got a little Mine's on like button. Mine's like more making sure I'm not turning it off. Well, that's the thing, right? Because if there's no on button, there's no off button. I know. Good times. But yeah, you're finally reading Miss Babylon and it yeah. makes me happy. Yeah, there's so many characters. It's yeah. going to be great. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. April 15th, 2008. <laughs> Sorry, I do not have the normal louder yell. My voice is still recovering. Uh, <laughs> written by Carl Bender. Um, random fun fact that I read on GateWorld. Carl is the only writer on staff who is American and part of the WGA. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, Canada, yo. Why doesn't he get out of a writer's union? What? Do they not have a... WGA is oh. a writer's union, right? Writer's Guild of America? Writer's Guild of America. But do they not have a WGC? Well, I don't know, but because he's an American, he's the only one on staff that's part of the WGA. Uh, okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if there was <laughs> more to that no, trivia. I'm pretty, I'm Probably the rest of them are part of a writer's guild, just not the Writer's oh, Guild of America. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And directed by I'm Ken I'm on board. I'm here now. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is a podcast that we've been recording for six years, and I, I'm still learning how to do it. Okay, bye. It's, we're all... Michelle Morgan is back as uh, Weir instead of Tori Higginson. Very weird. Very weird Weir. It's a very weird Weir. <laughs> That's my uh, But apparently, like, they did offer this to Tori, but for reasons, uh, she turned it down. Interesting. And uh, this was a fantastic plan B in how to keep Weir in the story and the story I going. I do like it. Um, so we start 
around a beautiful planet, has its own ring. Yes. It's great. Our team is flying back to a space gate. Mm-hmm. The planet has flying monkeys. Yep, flying monkey planet. Uh, screechy, crazy beaks. Do you think they're wearing little hats and vests, like little bell monkeys? I'm assuming. Yeah, they got it, right? It's na- But it's like natural. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like just the natural Except coloring. It's like the dark coloring, yeah, around. <laughs> and like the- these have redheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like the blue butt ones, but redheads yeah. instead. Um, And uh, it may have been like less like... More like running and jumping and less flying, but regardless, flying monkeys. Yeah, maybe they were just gliding monkeys. Yeah, like sugar glider monkeys. I mean, I would take that. Just like feather fall every time you throw yourself from something. <laughs> it's not full flight, but yeah. it's, not, you know, feather falls useful. Feather fall is extremely useful. Mm-hmm. That's all. Don't tell those people who like to base jump off like skyscrapers and stuff about feather fall. I, I feel like we need to get it for them because it's like, fine, fine, continue wildly endangering your life. But at least here, take this. Here, take this. I made this. Because otherwise, it's physics, right? And yeah. gravity. Physics, the heartless bitch. They, it, it, it's not it's not your fan. No. Gravity kind of doesn't give a shit if yeah. you are a daredevil or not. It's not here to protect you. It's here to just embrace you. Yeah. Really? Gravity it's is got just... It's codependency issues. Listen, gravity is just consistently wanting to pull you into a hug. It's a little needy. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John just figures, send some biologists there, they'll be very happy, let them have fun. Because besides for the monkey issue, the planet would actually be really good for an alpha site. Happy yeah. climate, happy food, happy water. Um, and routine dialing up Atlantis to head home goes a little bit sideways when the lights flicker. Then there's a power spike. The music kicks in, which is always a sign uh-huh. that there's going to be drama. Yeah. Always when you're flying a jumper, listen for the music cues. It's like when you're playing Horizon. It's like, wait, where? I don't even see him on. I don't even Why see Why is the music building up? Yeah. Uh, and John loses steering and the drive pods boat retract, which would be very bad. Yeah. Because there's like a specific, there's not a lot of room. <laughs> it's a pretty tight squeeze. Pretty tight squeeze. Yeah, it's. I, all I saw was like, oh, this is what would happen if drunk John were behind the wheel of a jumper. Yeah, yeah, it's this ain't great, man. No, and uh, and some extra sparks, and then they completely lose power. Oh, good times. Everyone yeah. holds on as. Listen, I don't know if the jumper, like, got off course when the power flickered, or if John was somehow able to shift course, like, right before the ends. Uh-huh. But they run into the side of the gate, yeah. sending both the jumper and the gate tumbling. Yeah, that's that's not a good feeling. No, but the really cool thing to watch is the, the Stargate has its own, like, automatic thrusters that just kind of move it back yeah, into she's position. Yeah, like, hey, fuck you, I gotta live right here. This never happened. Yeah. It's like it never happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Woo! So we come back. Yes. We're still tumbling. Yep. I don't know why, because my head goes, and the gate keeps tumbling down. <laughs> Whereas I went to, I'll tumble for yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Guys, this is a weird episode. Sorry. It's just going to get weird. 
I get gated down. But I get up, up again. again. <laughs> You're something. McKay something, uh, discovers that actually they have full power. This just the power's not able to get to where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, oh, it sounds like my car. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what's going on. You need to check. There's a, there's a weir in my there's car. There's a weir in your car. Damn it. That's what the issue is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hell, why you didn't I know this? Just tell Nissan that there Nissan, is a look, weir. <laughs> look, Johnny. Mechanic the Johnny, the mechanic, who's actually been incredibly kind. Yeah. There's just a weir in there. You're going to need a replicator mm-hmm. extractor. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, so thankfully we don't have to deal with the inertial dampeners being down because of plot reasons that we mm-hmm. don't care to depict that. Yep. But there are displacement currents of high voltage power sparking around. <laughs> just ru- just fucking witch bolt all yeah. out of nowhere. Hundred percent. Yep. It's good times. Which is again one of my favorite spells. Uh huh. Guys, um, can you tell we missed D and D? Oh my god. Today yeah. we're, we're playing D and D today. So excited after play. like six or seven million weeks of not well, playing D and D. We've been playing D and D. Oh sure, but not these characters. We just haven't been playing our characters. Yes. Yes. You're right. So Taylor wonders if they pick something up on the planet. McKay's like, you mean picking up a technology thing on the planet with no technology? I mean, I like Taylor's like, did we get a bug? <laughs> Which one of y'all put your dick in something? <laughs> McKay. <laughs> McKay? Was McKay, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it just has to be a glitch. Just give McKay a second. Mm-hmm. And that's when they realize that hitting the gate also slowed them down. So they're now in the decaying orbit that they're going to burn up if Yay. they don't get power back soon. Yay, everything's fine. This is normal. John wants to try dialing the DHD and radioing for help. And that's when the drive pods, at least one of them, just powers up on its own. Oh, uh, just kidding. Everything's fine. Yeah. John immediately flies them up so they're not going to have a fiery burning death. Mm-hmm. McKay fills them in that the DHG is completely out of whack. It's going to take a lot of work to get that up and running. Mm-hmm. Also, we lost life support. Yeah, that's you don't need that. So there's no air. You don't need air. Just hold your breath for a long time. And right as a panic is about to set in, mm-hmm. energy surges through the whole jumper and everything is up and working again like nothing happened. God, I really didn't realize how much this is like my car. Yeah. Just kidding. She's fine now. Oh, no, no. Back in. No. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And with the gate dialed, John does sing a quick, if we're not there in 10 seconds, send help. Yeah. No help is needed. They're able to fly back through the gate like nothing happens. Poor Ronan and Taylor could do nothing this whole time. Yeah. Except sit there. Sit there and like not panic, I guess, is all you can do. Yeah. Yikes. Sometime later that day or early the next day or something. I don't know. But John is updating Woolsey. Zelenka and McKay are checking the other jumpers, but they're not finding anything. So I wanted to quickly point out that I have no idea what my notes were supposed to say. Yeah. But it says on bay. (laughs) I'll let you tell me what that means. On bay. On bay. Anyway, (laughs) we have a guest star of Beyonce. Yeah, (laughs) ta-da. Great news about the alpha site possibility, though, once we deal with the flying monkeys. And John just continues walking as Wilsey's like, I'm sorry, did you say flying monkeys? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you please rewind? It's kind of cool. I feel like we haven't seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could just not be remembering. Yeah, We haven't seen life on any of the planets that's this advanced have we 
Because monkeys are primates. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't know if we just haven't like commented on them. That's fair. I get that feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they just, we don't necessarily hear, we only hear about the planets that have things that can kill us. Right, that's true. Okay. Whether they be humans or wraith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or weird small insects that want to kill us. Or flying monkeys. <sighs> so, it. John finds his science bros at the jumper trying to fix it, but there's nothing to fix, according to Zelenka. The jumper's perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, they couldn't recreate any of the so-called anomalies. Mm-hmm. So-called. So and McKay points out to Sammy Skeptic over here that John saw it too. <laughs> Ronan and Taylor as well saw it when the systems went down. The amount of like Zelenka Stark. hate yeah. or snark that's going on in season five yeah. is pretty thick. It's thick. Yeah. Anyway. Zelenka so. totes believes him. Totes. Mm-hmm. He just thinks maybe the problem was caused by user error. Mm, ouch. McKay yeah. has issues with <laughs> the important part, John wants to clarify, go back to the topic at hand. Nothing is wrong with the jumper. Yeah. McKay's like, not anymore. Everything's fine. It's like, it's like if there ever awesome. was to begin with. Mm-hmm. And John just leaves the boys to continue. Cool, cool, cool. Woolsey is reading and walking, heading into the transporter, picking a location. But after the doors close, the lights flicker. When the doors open again, he walks out, eyes still on the tablet, and walks almost off the balcony. Yep, don't do that. Don't. That's why you gotta look up every now and then. Obviously not intending, not where he was intending to go. This is why we don't read and walk unless you have a chaperone. I am very guilty of that. Have a chaperone. Does the dog count as a chaperone? No, because your dog will let you run... <laughs> Into things for her enjoyment. She would. In fairness, she is very hesitant around cars, so you won't get run over. This is very true. Yeah. I will know when a car is coming. But nothing else no. will she allow, alert you of. No, she yeah. won't. Um, as soon as Woolsey realizes this, he turns around, but the doors have already closed. Yep. They will not open again. Uh-huh. He tries calling out to the control room to fully explain the situation, but he never waits to make sure he can connect to the control room. Mm-hmm. So he rattles off this entire thing, but no one can hear him. Uh, yeah, that's why you gotta be like, is anyone there? At this point, he has to think the entire city is against him. Oh, absolutely he does. <laughs> he probably has the same anxiety about this city that I do cr- currently with yeah. my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay, here I go, get in an elevator, please <laughs> make it to the other side of wherever <laughs> I'm trying to go. Are yeah. you, it's like, is this city sentient? And does uh-huh. it have a grudge against me? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the city... I would not be surprised if the city ascension. I feel like it doesn't so much hate him as it likes to poke fun at him. It's like, this is fun. Here's a newbie. Watch what I can do. Yeah, look what I'm doing to this How f- Experiments. Yeah. How far can I take it this time? Like, I wonder if the city did this to Weir and to Sam, but it's one of those <laughs> where you're like, I'm not telling. Yeah. You gotta live it the way I did. All of you eat, eat dirt. Okay, bye. In another hallway, John notices the power flickering again. He radios McKay, who is not the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that he's like, the powers are flickering. And clearly, it must be McKay's fault. That would be my first thought, too. McKay's getting reports from all over the city. The flickering on John soon grows to full witch bolts sending around. Yeah, yikes. Big electric shockers. Uh, Zelenka comes into McKay's lab and they update each other with little shorthand uh, that yes, power weirdness, not mm-hmm. localized, the ZPM is online. And suddenly 
just became unstable. Oh, look, it's like what happened with the puddle jumper. Weird. Hey, look at that. Never seen this before. Only minutes ago. And they wonder if it was somehow an anomaly spreading from the jumper to the city, but McKay disabled the network connection between the jumper and Atlantis before they came through the gates. So clearly it's just a coincidence. Somebody plugged in a USB. That's what it is. Somebody plugged in a USB and now we're fine. Listen, we went through all of the security training. Do not plug a USB that you find in the middle of the parking lot into your work computer. We went to the spy museum when we were visiting our friends. Yeah. Of the pod. And... Did you know that that's based on something that a real person did? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I cannot wrap my brain around it. That is, to me, very much one of those, like, when you go someplace and they're like, well, do not throw toasters into the lake. Yeah. It's because someone threw a toaster into the lake. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Up in the control room, John again finds the Science Brothers working. He tried to radio them, but communications is down, so he had to, like, show up in person. McKay doesn't know about the earlier displacement current mm-hmm. that is now starting to rule out the coincidence part. Yeah, it's not good times over here. And Chuck reports that they just lost power to the Stargate. You don't need that. Yeah. And McKay is sure there's no way a virus could have uploaded itself. You know, McKay cut off the the, the jumper network connection for this very reason. Mm-hmm. And a huge witch bolt racks the control room. Irregardless of how, whatever's in the jumper is now in the city. Yeah. It uh, doesn't matter what precautions you took. This obviously doesn't seem to give a shit about your precautions. Exactly. We're here now. What do? Finally, hours later, Woolsey has finished his trek back to the control room. He just walked half the city. <laughs> he just like had to manually pry doors open. Yeah. And like he probably had to go through a couple vents. Yeah, uh, he had to John clean some stuff. Oh yeah, because the city's not working for him. No, but I just want to know how many miles uh, I I I sh- I'm sure this is somewhere and I didn't look it up, but I want to know how many miles across the city is. Oh, he definitely closed his Apple Watch rings for sure. Cuz so you have to across then you have to go back up. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's probably not a direct up. It's like, you got to go this uh, across and then up like two flights yeah. and then over. It, yeah, it's it's not great times. So he gets updated. McKay tells him that almost every system is affected and they're pretty sure it's whatever was in the jumper. McKay and Selenka still want to clarify. It's one of several possibilities they're looking at, but also pro- most likely that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not great times. And the witch bolts are an exciting aspect to this uh, fun game. You know, a little, just a little chaos theory thrown yeah. in there. Communications and the Stargate being out are worrisome, but McKay tries to reassure him that he'll figure it out, just let him work. And then, you know, that's when all power everywhere goes out. Ta-da! We do see a gorgeous wide shot of the city of just, like, the whole city going dark. <laughs> yeah, everything shutting down. That is kind of... That has to be fun to just kind of have in your back pocket as like a stock clip. Yeah. Of like, power on. Power off the city. Power Power on on the city. Power Power off the city. Wilsey orders some teams to fan out to try to keep everyone calm. Mm -hmm. And the laptop boots up. So everything is dead except for McKay's computer. Interesting. And eventually, a message filters itself out Mm. to say help. Um, Yeah. 
would you like to play a war game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and McKay asks, who are you? And eventually the letters cycle through to spell out seven days. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. Elizabeth Weir, which shocks everyone um, because they didn't see her at the end of that episode like we did in the remains nope. of the. They're like, you have now died twice, lady. Yeah. What the hell? As far as everyone Atlantis knows, still dead. Has she died more times than Daniel yet? No, no. there's okay. no way. There's no way anyone has died more times than Daniel has. Well, I feel like they need a, like, died again anonymous club. <laughs> the DAA. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no way that anyone has died as many times as Daniel has. Yeah. Um, eventually, McKay asks, uh, where are you? Uh-huh. And she's able to type out computer oh. and difficult uh-huh. and current condition. Help me. McKay's like, well, what the fuck? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and she's she types out subspace. And again, difficult control, trying to, and that's when all the power returns. Oof. They asks, they asks, did you do that? When only seemingly like random computers start like popping filtering yeah. up and they're like are you still there and she just leaves them with help me great that's great i mean i'm trying to imagine if i was in their place if i would believe i absolutely would not believe <laughs> i know myself too well yeah i know and it's I'd be really like, shitty <sighs> It's really shitty that I am this person, but I would absolutely not believe that it was true. I here's my thing: if I if if Nixie here got that message, I wouldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. If I lived in the same world that they live in and experienced the same weird shit that they experience, I'd be like, I need more information. Yeah. No, I. I think in my heart of hearts, I'm probably more of a Woolsey. And Ronan. A, yeah, yeah, but well, fair. But in like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I don't like bullshit it. Bullshit meter. Kill beow, it. Beow, all of it. Beow. Kill it always, every time. <laughs> in the power room, Zelenka finishes the patches and gives McKay up in the control room, you know, like space on this, this fancy idea. Yeah. Weir is overwhelming the city. She's completely spread out. Mm -hmm. And McKay was able to merge them into one large computer. But basically get all the little weird bits. Mm -hmm. Collect all the weird bits in one yeah. place. Um, and that's going to help stabilize the systems. And help them communicate better with Weir if it is Weir. It's basically sifting through the sands of computer to yeah. find all the little weird pieces and like yeah. shoving them all in one direction. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like sands through an hourglass. So are the days of our <laughs> weirs. So, yes, combining them all is dangerous. Uh -huh. But also less dangerous than letting them do whatever the fuck is going on with the city systems. At least they're all in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Or giant lightning bolts. That's bad, too. Sure. Plus, um... Because it's better for a TV series, McKay was able to give Weir a voice. Yeah, well, you know. If this was a book... It would have stayed, you know, text, but mm -hmm. we're in TV. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like we're at all. It's a robot. But it's able it to talk. Elizabeth. 
And she claims that, yes, this is Elizabeth Weir. And she's sorry to be all this trouble and asks if John is there. He's a little wigged out. He's like, hi. Yeah. And he admits that we thought you were dead. Mm, I mean, yeah. And she agrees that, like, in a way she is. Her physical body's dead. Yeah. But her consciousness is intact. This does a lot of fucked up shit to my ideas of spirituality and souls. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. Uh, And they're like, so what happened, you ask? Well, let her tell you. Yep. On that day, she ordered them to leave her behind. We see a flashback of that Mm -hmm. moment. After that, the replicators took her to a lab. And the nanites in her body were unleashed and they were allowed to replicate. And she joins the replicator population. But Weir was still there. Weir was still herself. Mm -hmm. She tried to hide it, but some of them could sense it. Interesting. It was Nam's old group. Mm, And she did hear about the duplicates of her and the team after they were killed. Yep. In, you know, the... The replicator water cooler brain scan shit. Yeah, yeah. You guys hear about that weird thing that we did to the Atlantis guys? <laughs> She's like, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. No, what? But what it all, it? like, happens in their brains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the replicators went out of their way to make sure that Atlantis didn't know that she was alive. Wow. Woolsey points out this is all very interesting, but, like, how are you a voice in our computer? Mm-hmm. What magic box do how like this? Weir's like, is that? Is that Woolsey? <laughs> Yikes. He's like, John goes, yeah, so he's the new, well, you. Mm-hmm. Long, we're still focusing on your story, though. Yeah. You you need to keep telling us what the hell's going on. She explains they were on the run. Oberth and the others were hunting them for their heretical beliefs. Okay. And it was the only time, it was only time before they were captured and destroyed. But something miraculous then happened. Mm-hmm. And we get that tea shot that we saw after Replicator Planet was destroyed with Weir in that black jacket on the bridge of the ship. Yep. The destruction of the Replicators was their miracle. Yep. And she knows it was Atlantis and she owes them a great debt of gratitude because it allowed them to pursue their goals. And Taylor's like, yeah, Ascension. <laughs> so they found a planet and they started working and, and we led them on meditation and how to release their burden and know that if a candle is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago and all that shit. But it was difficult. Weird Zen Cohen's that aren't actually Zen Cohen's, <laughs> but don't look at it too deeply. Uh, McKay's going, yeah, I wonder if that's like hiccup was the fact that you're machines. Uh, yeah. And and McKay just, you know, told you so that's why you don't just get to die. You go to other robot place. Um, I totally Yay. forget how to pronounce ultimate bad guy replicator's name. Um, Cor- Corison? Corakin? I think Corison is right. Corison. I'm pretty sure it was Corison. Yeah. Uh, I could I could have watched this episode 30 minutes ago and I still would have been like, Kavorkian. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Corey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Corey figures. Yeah. Um, that they're they're machines, and so we should find the answer to ascension in technology. Sure. Sure. He knows their minds can be digitized and transferred from one body to another, so he found a way for them to exist indefinitely as fields of energy, Whoa. uploading themselves into subspace where they can just move around the galaxy as energy. They're they're one with the matrix. Literally, they become the the force. Yeah, they're force ghosts. Force ghosts. For, force th- maybe Peter. that's our AKA. Force ghosts. Force ghosts. I like that. <laughs> Coast to coast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're done. Um, And their bodies, since they don't need them anymore, can be destroyed. Who gives a shit? I mean, but what if I really like my body? You don't get to in this group. You must do what he says. Imagine if you, like, were super, like, had done a bunch of work on your body. You're like, I've put so much effort into this one. I feel like you're not on the path to ascension then. Well, I can't just have a hobby that is, you know, my... Also, where do I put the donuts if I no longer have a body? I don't know, but I mean, if you're ascending, you're no longer having a body anyway. I don't know that I want to ascend. (laughs) Because, well, what if... There's no donuts in ascension. (laughs) No, but what if you don't need a body... What if you don't need a pocket for donuts when you ascend? What if... If if when you're ascended, if you want a donut, it just appears. Keep talking. <laughs> and so then, like, you can eat the donut. Yeah. And, like, if you only eat half the donut, well, first of all, why would you only eat half a donut? Sure, sure. But then, like, you can just poof the half donut away i'm not mad at this and it just you're in sub you're you're ascended it just goes into the pocket dimension that like shit goes to and then when you want half that half donut back you think about it and poof the half donut is back i like that it has to be the same half donut i would probably (laughs) rethink a different half donut but i'm here's i think what i'm thinking is you just have a it's a bag of holding sure here i want this donut today (laughs) I like it. Uh, so he figures we're, you know, when you ascend, your physical body is turned into pure energy, like e- easy. You mm-hmm. don't need a body anymore. Mm-hmm. And then once in subspace, it should be easy to continue on to the next plane. You're already there. You're yep. like, you're close to the door. Yep. You're just taking a shortcut to the front of the line. Sure. And you can just walk through the ascension door. Makes sense. And then he tests this on a woman who lays down on a platform watching her replicator nanites just fall away like they're sand. Yikes. Yikes. Who volunteered for that? But also, like, anytime you're trying to find a shortcut to ascension, you're going to die. Yes. How about... I'm pretty sure that's a thing that you don't get a shortcut to. Yeah, no. That's... Don't do that. Uh, and Weird tells the Atlantis crew that shocker didn't work. Yeah. There was no next step. There was no ascension. They're just fucking stuck in subspace. Yep. And she Yikes. says the constant motion and deafening sound is the worst migraine you can possibly imagine. I wonder what subspace sounds like. I imagine it just like incredibly loud white noise. That's fair. I feel like it's feedback. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You don't like. So they started searching the galaxy, looking for a way to be with their physical bodies again. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, they came across a number of advanced people in the galaxy keeping themselves hidden from the Wraith. Which makes sense, because, like, if you get technologically advanced in this in this galaxy, you are putting a lot of time and energy into some cloak yep, technology. Yep, protecting yourself, yeah. Yeah. And Otherwise, being, if you've made it to where you can be this far along, it means that you've successfully gathered tech to protect yourself from the race. And you are incredibly insular. Yeah. It's like chicken or egg. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like... You to get this far, you have to have gotten really smart and protect mm -hmm. yourself. But to get this far, you have to protect yourself so yeah. that you can get this far. I just made my brain break. Okay. I'm so done. they lived in a few different computer systems so far. Shocking, not shockingly, Wraith computer systems suck. Yeah, I bet. They're just squatters. And McKay knows that's why they're here. Mm -hmm. She knows the Atlantis computers are big enough to hold their whole minds. You can't squat in our house. <laughs> And Weir says the rest of them are growing frustrated and bitter, and she broke away and started looking for Atlantis. Mm -hmm. She'd been looking for months and then found the jumper. And she didn't mean to almost kill them. Her condition is volatile. It's very difficult to control, especially when she's learning new tech. Sure. But she doesn't have anywhere else to turn. These are her only friends she has. I didn't mean to kill you. Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. No. Out on the balcony later, the whole team discusses the whole bit of lore dump they just got. Yep. And Ronan immediately assumes it's a trick. Yeah. Immediately know that's where I'm at with you, The Ronan. cake is definitely a lie. Kill it. Yeah. McKay wonders if they can risk, like... It, like, there's a risk if you trust it, it is her, and there's a risk if you assume it's not her. Yeah. Like... They still have the machine that he used to build the body. That's true. To, to build Fran. Mm-hmm. And, like, Woolsey's like, I can't express to you how big of a no that is. But... I like where Rodney's curiosity is yes. taking him. Because everyone else is just going to shut it down, shut it down, yep. shut it down. But his curiosity is finding like a way to maybe possibly make this safe. He's like, but what if I put in a whole bunch of fail saves? I put in a kill switch. Yeah. And regardless of what advancements McKay has made to Woolsey, it's a flat out. You cannot trust the replicator. Nope. Yeah, don't fucking do it. And but like, what do they do with Weir then? She can't stay in the city computers. Mm -hmm. You know, they consider a virtual reality like Ava. Yeah. Um. Which would work, but you'd have to go willingly. Yep. Is we're going to willingly go into a VR simulation? Well. This was my knowing thought. Knowing like, how this episode ends, she might have. She might point. have. Yeah. But also it'd been a safe space for her to work on Ascension. That's true. Yeah. Um, and that's when Zelenka runs out. They have energy readings at the South Pier Lab, where the replicator machine is. Mm -hmm. We found the machine. Yep. She's making herself a body. So what's funny is my notes meant to say Weir is building a body, but it says she's building a boy. Yep. A real boy. There's no strings. <laughs> nope. Uh, and they can't shut it down remotely, and commu communication is still offline. Mm-hmm. So they go down to investigate. She There's already guards there. The door is shut. They can't open it. 
And as McKay works on the door, John has some guards go get more gunpowder and some C4. Uh, since the door is beyond McKay's fixing. Yep. And as they start pondering other ways in, the door opens, and there is a second Fran. This one with the consciousness of Elizabeth Weir. Yay, this is fine. This isn't going to be a problem at all. So they take the conversation inside the lab, at least, so they're not taking up the hallway. How how weird is this for Rodney? Because... Rodney has some PTSD. Well, not only... Okay, so... So many angles, right? One, Rodney finds himself culpable for the fact that we are is in the position she's in. Yes. Part one. And Part de- two. Or dead in the first place. Right. Part two. He kind of built Fran as like his girl, if you will. And now yeah. Weir's in there. Yeah. Who he never really... That wasn't their relationship. Yeah. So it's like, what would you do if you're... Sister jumps into your girlfriend's body. <laughs> so the layers of fucking weird that Rodney's going through yeah. put Greek tragedies to shame. Yeah, there's a there there's there's a lot going on in McKay uh-huh. that is not mentioned. That, that's what I'm talking about. Like Im- imagine. Ima- if you will. I don't imagine. I can't even say it out loud. But imagine, like, your brother's in your husband now. Yeah. I don't. Nope. I don't like nope. it. But also you built it. But yeah. also it's your fault that they're here. Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm like done. it. I'm done. So. So many guns pointed at her for good reason. But yeah. look, Fran ended up being trustworthy. And I'm pretty sure, I guarantee you, not everyone here is convinced this is weird. Yeah. uh, Since it ends up taking the entire rest of the episode for them to honestly confirm to themselves that it is weird. Mm -hmm. Weird does try to convince them that it's her and she's not a threat. But John points out that you just built a fucking replicator body. That's a threat. Yeah. Don't be threatening us if you don't want us to perceive you as a threat. Yeah. And Taylor argues that the weird they know wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's... Is that true, though, I Taylor? mean, okay. 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 The weird you knew, regardless of things, is dead. Yes. But also, is that true, Taylor? We yeah. have seen weird do some shit. Yes. And the weird you knew is dead regardless. Mm-hmm. Because this is still a weird... Who was with the replicators? Yeah, yeah. Like so she's regardless of you, any weird you see, she's you been with the replicators. Again. You cannot go home again. Yeah. Oh, so McKay has fully like taken apart the machine. There's no control crystal. There's no more replicators happening. Yep. Weir was concerned to like skills but knew the adjustments became made to the technology she knows she can't replicate and Woolsey and Ronan say what many of them are thinking it's not fucking weird nope and Woolsey knows any proof she would try to tell us won't mean much because the replicators made a copy of her entire brain Literally everything we are ever knew this thing will know. There's nothing she didn't have that no. you could use to prove. 
So instead, she wants to offer something instead. Mm -hmm. The technical specs of several systems that they visited as they were energy beings Mm -hmm. and some Wraith tech. And she's already uploaded it to the Atlantis computers. Also, don't be uploading shit without telling us. No. We're already finding you a little sus. Yeah. For all we know, those files are all just a bunch of viruses. Yes. Yikes. You... Are a USB that we found in the fucking parking lot. And we did not choose to plug you in. No. <laughs> she just wants a chance to earn their trust. First of all, then don't automatically upload shit to our computers yeah. if you want our trust. Uh-huh. She would never do anything to harm anyone on Atlantis or Atlantis itself. But uh, you kind of already did. I mean, from starting from now. Thunderbolt. Starting from now. There. That was, she said Lightning intentionally. Ball. Yeah, she did say intentionally. You're right. Up in Woolsey's office, he talks us over with John McKay. Good news, since she's in the body and not in the Atlantis systems anymore, everything's back to normal. That's true. That's nice. She was right when she said she can't replicate. We're herself put all the safeguards in place. McKay is thinking that it might be best to keep her under guard and study her. Um, I mean, yeah. Woolsey can't get past the first part that she's a replicator. Yeah, I I appreciate Rodney's like, can I study what this thing does? But I would probably be like Woolsey and be like, nope, kill no. it. Kill it now. Um, McKay it reminds them that people have the same concerns about Fran. And she ended up being completely reliable. Completely on their side. Completely trustworthy. And they're like, yeah, but you built her. She yeah. was your weird science creation. You made it. So it's you in there, not some entity that may or may not be weird. This could be Oberoth inside this body. Yep. Yes. This is your guilt talking. It's just like, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And McKay is biased here. Yep. He's the one who reactivated the nanites and Elizabeth. He caused this mess and he wants to fix it and he owes it to Weir. Speaking of guilt. Woolsey's not moved. At all. No, well, no. It's his job to not be moved yeah. by this. It's too dangerous. He wants to put her mind in the VR. And if she is trustworthy, they'll learn through stalking her. <laughs> through through being just, yeah, just watching her. Time, time is the only tool you have. And uh, that's what they're trying to do. Because there's not, many, there's not as many risks in there. Sure. They've moved Weir into the isolation room and she's talking with Taylor, catching up, even though you can see Taylor keeps her guard up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she does. She's very happy to hear about Taylor becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. She does share his name, Torin John Abogan. No, John is not the father. I like how John's like, or, 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 or Weir's like, is John? Is this a thing? Yeah. And we actually guesses that it's Kanan because she she saw the sparkle in Taylor's eyes whenever she spoke of him. She's like, "Is your baby here on with you on Atlantis and cool as a fucking cucumber?" She's like, "Nope, off world with this Fuck father." Fuck you! I'm not telling you shit about my baby. Yeah. Thankfully, that's when John comes in. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we super want to believe you. She weird knows you have to be cautious. She's willing to wait the time it needs to take to trust her. Mm-hmm. But something catches her attention, and she looks off. They're coming. Yeah. They're here. Same. I did the same thing. 
in in the control room. <laughs> trying not to sneeze into I the know, microphone. I know, I'm just trying so hard. I'm hoping I'm hiding as many sniffles as I can for you, you are, guys. You are. I just caught your face do the same thing that my face just did. So, in the control room, there's apparently eight of them coming. And they saw the damage to their systems that one replicator mine did. And they have only minutes. Pulling the ZPM will be their last resort. And there's no use putting up a firewall or anything as, like, pedantic as that. They're coming. Yeah, they have no way of blocking them. Yikes. But McKay has an idea. A program that will immediately quarantine any anomalies. Okay. And, like, an antivirus software, he just needs some time to write it. You give him a little purgatory room. Yeah. And now Woolsey's not waiting to move Weird to VR. Like, they need her help dealing with her friends. Yep, yep. John is pissed and he walks into the isolation room. Like, determined that she set them up. And she honestly believed that she had broken away. And she tried to tell him, she's already tried to tell him to go away. It's going to be easier when they're closer, but she's sure they don't mean to hurt anyone. And John doesn't want to hear it. Like, tell him to keep moving. Yeah, you should have really made better communication efforts with them. Because there's no way we don't think that this is just them coming to kill. Yeah. A little bit of patience would have been highly appreciated here. This is annoying and bad and stupid. McKay tries to call out over the radio for him, but it gets garbled. Mm -hmm. In the control room, McKay reports to everyone who can hear him that they are here and they've completely overwhelmed the power grid. It's all eight of them. Yikes. And there is no time to finish the antivirus software. And honestly, probably wouldn't work to begin with. (laughs) And he tries calling down to Zelenka to pull the ZPM, but communication is not getting through. And we can see Zelenka down there just like, hey, um... Does anyone think it's time to pull the ZPM? It's time, y'all. Like, can you hear me? And he just starts cursing Shut in it check. Down. Yeah, that's what he do. As another witch bolt hits, uh, he definitely pulls the ZPM, and a few of his team are now helping her, but one is struck dead. Mm-hmm. So John and Ronan escort Weir into a dark control room because uh, they make contact with Corey, mm-hmm. who is speaking for the other seven. Corey is worried about Weir. She immediately tells him that, like, you need to leave. Bruh, I'm trying to cut a deal here, and you're making this really, really hard. Yes. he. Yeah, sure, we'll leave once we have, like, cool, nice bodies like you have. Mm. And we'll see it admit that that's a no. That's a lot of, like, emotional reactions for robots because there's like envy in there there's a little bit of resentment there's impatience and they're like well she has one well she doesn't get to keep it and you can tell by the look on Weir's face like that's the first time she's hearing that yeah Uh, eat dicks this is where we are yeah and you know look we totes don't mean any harm Corey says um John's like you already killed a person Mm mm-hmm Again, Weir tries to convince him to leave the city and let her negotiate. And he's like, no, replace the control crystal. And he, like, demands it. He doesn't really ask. Again, you're not helping your case, dude. And and Woolsey's like, well, what if we don't? And Corey seems to leave the computer interface and alarms start to sound. Mm-hmm. And the gate is down. 
and the jumper bay door is shut. This is fine. Basically, every way you could leave the city is gone. Nope, everybody's here now. And McKay is locked out from overriding anything. Oof. And they just re-engage the ZPM because, fun thing, they're sinking the city and they disabled the shields. Big nope. And we can see from a larger view of the city is, yeah, water is starting to come up over the outer edges of the city. Mm-hmm. Any second now, they'll start getting water into the lower hallways. It's not like this is... They've already, because at this point, they've already killed a soldier, right? Yeah. So you're like, you're taking down bodies. You're taking down the city. What's your goal here? Yeah. Just kill everybody? I get a body or everyone dies? That's clearly not going to work. They don't care, though. Mm. Okay. They don't care. You're right. They because don't. Because they figured Weir will live and then she'll get the control crystal and plug it in for him. <sighs> don't you know you're robots? You're not waterproof. But also, they're like... I don't really care if you all die at this point. That's true. They've got a one track. Yeah. I don't like it. And we can see in the next scene, guards are like making their making their way uh, <laughs> down, water up over their feet. And those sparks certainly mix real well with water. Yeah. Electricity and water. It's so best, tasty. It's really, yeah, it's crunchy. Crunchy water. Yeah, crunchy water. Weir has been trying to talk to him, but they're, no, they're, not, they're not listening. Mm-hmm. And Woolsey doesn't want them to stop he's like nah go ahead sink the city do it up have fun destroy the only way you get of you have of getting a body back you know this is the only play left in the whole galaxy that will help you Mm -hmm. so have fun staying in limbo forever assholes bye a good for woolsey yeah way to do something that's super like we've been waiting for you to make a choice like this. It's a great it's a it's a, it's a grade A Woolsey moment. Yeah. Yeah. And she passes on the message. As level one of the South Pier is completely underwater. And Weir's like, they're not gonna stop. No. Cool, we all died together, Woolsey says, and he turns and his cool expression breaks a little once no one can see his face. We all go down together, <laughs> just like the December sang. Yeah, and that's us when we all go down <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, and they wait. It's very tense. And Kaylee on the other side of the door is equally Yeah, tense. I don't know if y'all can hear the yipping. <laughs> It's the most adorable, like... Let me in. <laughs> Let me in. Give me a body. I'm going to sink your podcast. Yep, that's what Kaylee's doing. Yeah, she's being a little replicator. And eventually the others blink, and they stop sinking the city. Yikes. Well, now we a nice can... nice little bay of pigs. Now we can negotiate. Yeah. Or was it the Cuban Missile Crisis? That was a nice little Cuban Missile Crisis moment. Yeah. In Woolsey's office, Weir has a proposal. She's already convinced the others to agree to it. So, you know, nice that you're bringing... That's not quite how you negotiate. (laughs) No. Here's a proposal that we have already agreed to. (laughs) No. Uh, No. Human bodies... Look, when you make a proposal, you've already... uh, We already assume you've agreed to it because you're proposing it. Yes. Human bodies, nanite made, but flesh and blood. McKay's like, um, that's great. We don't have that technology. Yeah. (laughs) And a magical unicorn pony. I know. Um, but, like, 
Look, so we temporarily get bodies like mine, okay? And then we'll make we'll we'll figure we'll make them. We'll we'll invent a way to be flesh and blood. No. <laughs> and then they'll just transfer their consciousness to the new bodies. Look, I made this. It's totally just flesh and blood and not replicate our bodies. 100%. And then they'll be every bit as vulnerable as everyone else. Uh, they're going to eat, sleep, get sick, die, hopefully of old age, mm-hmm. and then hopefully still ascend. McKay's like, this sounds great and all, but first you have to invent how to do that. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a thing we're doing. We're not doing this right now. Both to make bodies out of nanites and then also invent how to transfer your consciousness to them. It's going to take a bit. What even the hell? Well, yeah. But we work really fast and we don't have to take breaks for anything ever. You should still take breaks because even though you're machine parts, you know, you can overheat. I mean, I don't think anyone at Lantis would care if they overheat. True. But yeah, I guess I don't have to poop or pee or sleep, but that's a big one. Yeah. I mean, we all know that four hours of the day is just, you know, poop time. Yep. <laughs> right, the solid normal. four hours of solid every day. Four hours of every day. Poop cab. <laughs> totally healthy and normal. <laughs> Everybody knows that that's normal. And John and McKay are convinced to at least try, if only to get control of the city back. Yeah. And Woolsey wants serious restrictions put in place. Yeah. Like, these are basic bottom shelf bodies, okay? Like, remember when we had the wraith that was helping us do things? Heavier than that. Yeah. And Weir even adds force fields around the lab. Like, don't be afraid to do this up. Yeah. She's already told you, she's already told the other eight that this is their only option. They will not give any trouble. You have my word. It's like an infamous last one. Mm-hmm. Damn. So they get weird into the lab, put up a force field, watch them through their little, little, they watch the little space monkey experiment through little windows. Yep. This is where Ron is keeping guard. Yeah. Well, John and Woolsey are walking sometime later after the process has started. Security is top level, and they figure once they have their human, fully biological bodies, there's no point in holding them here. Mm-hmm. They might as well let them go. They could be good allies. That's true. And trying to see a silver lining here. And and no one wants. What if what if one of them wants to stay? John asks. No. <laughs> no one in particular. Maybe one of the nine, and just, Woolsey's you know, like, we, no, uh, nothing. I didn't say let's, anything. Let's just cross one bridge at a time. Yep. Well, don't. Nope. Big, big nope. So they come to the viewing room outside the lab. They're just making the last body. Ronan, not shockingly, is watching them. Probably not blinking. Yeah. No, he's like <laughs> sleeping with his eyes open. Yes. Um, giving them bodies was quick work because that's the simple part of the process. Yep. And thankfully, the replicators are already starting to work because Woolsey wants this done ASAP. Yeah, hurry up and get this shit out of here. McKay's a little envious of their perfect working environment, let's be real, McKay. No breaks, no chit-chat, no interaction is the opposite of a good working environment. It's the worst. And as much as McKay thinks he wants that, he would absolutely get nothing done. He would hate it. Yeah. 
he would enjoy it for a solid 20 minutes. And then be like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Ronan is perfectly fine sitting right there, sentinel, mm-hmm. but also per- probably perfectly fine killing them also. If I think be. he's waiting for an opportunity to kill them, yeah. is the way he's looking at them. It's not so much as like, if for him, it's like, I hope one of you motherfuckers fucks exactly. up. Please step, for please step over the, the line. Yeah. I'm dying to kill you. Come, please. Um, sometime later, McKay has fallen asleep at the desk in the Alfredo's room. And seriously, it's taken, what, hours before Corey goes and fucks shit up? Yeah, come on, motherfucker. Like, seriously? What? 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 Why? Like, at least pretend. Yeah. You, yeah. (sighs) You have all the time in the world. If you were smart, you would have waited for all your buddies to have human bodies and then been like, now I'm the only one. Fuck you. Uh, He's being all shifty. uh, Ronan knows that he knows. Like, Ronan knows that Corey knows that Ronan can see him. Yeah. And then the power just goes out. Yeah. It's like, I'm watching you. He's like, I know I'm going to fix that. <laughs> no, Ronan wakes McKay up as he busts into the room, ready to fuck shit up. Yep. Let's do this. And he's quickly thrown by Corey Roll and lands hard against and rings his bell. Yeah. It's not good. Guards come in. Uh, bullets have no effect on him. And he runs off like... Guards chasing him. Ronan soon chasing him. When John shows up, none of the other replicators have done anything. Like, it's important to note. Yeah. It's only Corey. One shitty guy. Yeah. The rest of them are holding, put, and behaving. Which I think is, it's, it's a fair consideration. You know, of all of these replicators, it makes sense that maybe seven of them. Yeah. Could have been not complete assholes yeah. and would have been the ones to follow Weir. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Corey must have written a hidden program. Power is down, as is the force field. And Weir went after him. Yay. So teams are in pursuit. They've lost radio contact. Cool. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, John orders more guards after Corey and McKay go to fix the power. Uh, and then... And then he he's like, look, these replicators, these ones right here. Yeah. Shoot them. Yeah. Keep shooting if necessary. Fuck. John is done with this shit. He's basically saying execute them. 100%. But one's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, we did not know about Corey's plans. They didn't. We weren't part of it, and we are standing here complying, and we want this we're, plan we're to work. We're literally at your mercy yeah. right now. And he's like, fine. If they move an inch, but then no shoot jello. Them. You get none jello. None food. John is on the hunt. Mm-hmm. Dark city. And he doesn't take long to find Corey. And he turns out, like, he didn't give two shits about human bodies. No. Human bodies are stupid. This body, though, this replicator body's great. I'm gonna keep it. He much prefers it, and it gives him plenty of time to figure out how to ascend. Mm -hmm. Well, he's got to do a little evil villain monologue. Yes. Yeah. And he makes a run for it. Bullets, again, mean nothing to him, and he just knocks John over as he goes. Yep. This is fine. This is fine. McKay is already working in the control room when Zelenka gets there. Woolsey just standing there. 
because there's nothing what's he gonna do yeah all he can do is like observe and hope to find some sort of puzzled out answer they shut everything down except for the dhd and the gate and mckay has remote access to the mainframe he's creating a workaround to at least get minimal power um like minimal generator power to the primary systems but it's kind of a one-person job yeah and like even Zelenka, like you can just stay out of my way and be quiet for yep. now. Like yep. stop heavy breathing at me. Yeah, go unless there are, are snacks in your hands for me. Yeah, go far away from me. But also Zelenka, you are a smart cookie. Go figure out some other shit to do. Yeah, there's got to be something else that you could be working on. Um, John next runs into Weir, who wants John to stay back and let her handle this. Mm. John's mm. not really in a trusting place right I don't, now. Yeah, I don't know that staying back and doing nothing is part of John's vocabulary. He's like, you've done enough. Yeah. And you tr- have not made the situation any easier. No. The weir I know would have fixed this by now. And he also tries, she tries to impress on John that like, look, I had no idea he was do- he was planning this. No idea he was going to do this. Um, you know how do the replicators keep secrets from each other <sighs> like how do you lock something up that tightly yikes and and Corey just comes out from behind john and is like of course she knew mm. she's been in on this from the start coming to atlantis was her idea yikes and john is just like like pointing his gun at both of I'm them. I'm going to kill all of you all of the time. <laughs> Not trusting either of them. Yep. Like, y- you said you broke off from them, Weir. Y- they- you said they couldn't track you. Mm-hmm. And, like, Corey's like, this was all her idea. She alerted us. She told us to come here. That does feel a little heavy-handed from him. Well, Weir but... doesn't deny it. Yeah. Yeah. She had to bring them here. It was their only chance, but she but... didn't know that Corey was gonna be a fucktwat about it. Okay, but you had to have you had to have prepared for that. You have to prepare for that. I, I don't know. Here's what I don't know. Now it was Corey's idea, the whole like, let's go into subspace. But I, I wonder if this is the if this is like a first case fuck twat scenario for Corey, I I don't know I don't know. I just feel like this is very volatile stuff. It is. What I'm only saying is I wonder if like she did trust them. That's what I mean. I feel like you shouldn't even trust yourself, knowing what replicators are. And what they originally came from. You can want to hope and believe, but you can't. You can't uh safeguard, like think you're safe because of it. Yeah. And then that's that's a whole different thing to live with being able to not trust anyone or yourself. Like that's a whole different paranoia. Yeah, it, it is, it is, but that's a little bit the reality of of what they're in yeah and john is a moment away from killing either of them the only what is it the only constant is that there is no constant or something like that yeah anyway he knows that bullets are gonna do jack shit to either one of them yeah but you know weird didn't know anyone was gonna get hurt or that any of them was a threat because 
you know <sighs> I think I'm being really rude to Weir but or being hard on her because here's the thing I I think that regardless of if she trusts any of that group yeah I do think that there is enough in Weir that she would not intentionally endanger anyone in Atlantis. No, that's true. That's true. Maybe she just genuinely had that much hope. So that's why I'm wondering if, if like, if Corey doesn't have a history of being a this level of deceivious. Yeah, that's true. Asshole. He hadn't showed this part of himself until yeah. then. For all, yeah, for all we know, he was coming across just like everybody else in that. And group he's genuinely... just that desperate that he's like, "This is my chance." Or this could have been the moment that broke him too. Yeah, maybe he truly wasn't until now. Exactly. I see what you're saying now. Um. Blech. Yeah, John's like, you really think that we would just give you replicator bodies and then, like, go on? Like, you may think that you're still Elizabeth, but you're not. And then it's a dagger through her replicator heart. She's not, though. Like, it's not wrong, but it, yeah, Yeah, fuck. It's one of those where it's like, it, it is that question of if you... Even if this is a carbon copy and this is everything that Elizabeth was in her right. entire brain scan, like, is this still Elizabeth? No. It's like... That's my... <laughs> I keep thinking of Aloy, because now yeah. we both know who she is. Or maybe not. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, there's just the things that you endure and the things you experience... I don't think I think if a clone of me came out of something right now something happened to me in a clone form she didn't live all the same things there's just no way there's no history there I don't know I have I have a thought that if to me it's the being integrated into the full the being so, part of the replicator yeah, world that okay so I'm gonna up. this is gonna take an interesting version to Star Trek for a second okay that's to me where this Elizabeth is this Elizabeth the same Elizabeth. She was put into like the replicator hive minds. Right. And then copied out. I... Locutus and Seven of Nine and Hugh from Star Trek. They were part of the Borg. Okay. It's part of a full hive right. mind society again. All three of them were then disconnected from the Borg and gained their 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 humanity their selves back yeah now i think seven of nine we can put aside because was very young but like jean-luc picard is jean-luc picard after he was lacutus the same person that he was before he was it's a traumatic event you change you you're not the same person you once were but the trust in everything, like everyone behaves as if this is still Jean Luc Picard. Well, what else can you do? But th- which I, which is like, I love this same yeah. question here. You can't not treat them like that, but you, but they're also not. Is if if they were a, if they were able to get Tori Higginson, sure. Is there a different level of trust that happens because this does not look like the Elizabeth that you know? That's definitely part of it. Because for us as humans, that's just part of what we're going to yeah. process. And this goes to the the whole, like, 
again, a slight tangent, I took a, a class that like studied science fiction technology. And like, if you actually had a transporter that worked, right. The way it would work is you make a scan yeah. of your body. You send that information. Is that you? And then it's reassembled. Is that you? Or is that a copy of you and we've destroyed the original? So to me, the interesting part is the whole time spent with the replicators. Yeah. Or the time spent in the board. Yeah. So when you're traveling, when you're dematerializing and rematerializing, there's no other influence. But that's, that's not your original cells. I mean, we're not our we're not our original selves. Exactly. But there's been no out, outside interference, and yeah. I think that to me is the thing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's about that. Like, I, you were still at that, and yep. it's weird. I keep thinking. I don't know why my mind keeps going here. I keep thinking of people who've been held captive. Yeah. And it's like there's a reason why you have to be cautious. Yeah. When they come back. Yeah, it's it's definitely it, it's th this is such uh, the questions this episode raises yeah. are so good. Oh, so fucky. Anyway, um, yeah. in that moment, after the dagger is sliced through Weir's replicator heart, yeah. the lights come back on and Corey takes the moment to charge John, throwing him against the wall. Damn. And that's when Weir comes, is fucking pissed, yeah. throws Corey against the wall and just like palms his forehead. Yeah. That's what you do. As John watches and he crumbles to dust. Fuck. She did it. Sometime later, Power's back on the city. And they're talking with Weir in Wolsey's office. There is there's some tr vague tr trust with a small T. I think it's like, again, it took. it's not that she's old Weir. It's that this new person yep. did this one action yep. to help gain a little bit more trust. So they let Weir and her people continue their work with the force field. Let's not be crazy. <laughs> Weir's like... Yeah. It's showing it a little bit. Yeah. But Weir's like, this is too risky. Mm -hmm. And it, conf it confuses the rest of the room. And Weir thought bringing him here would be safe. Yeah. For everyone. And she was wrong. And she's realizing she can't guarantee there's not going to be more trouble. And even here, Weir's first priority is Atlantis. Yeah. Another, another dagger through hearts. And she turns to McKay and reminds him that she told him so. That reactiva reactivating the nanites to her was a bad idea way back when. Damn. Soul crushing to McKay. I mean, what was he supposed to do? I know. So much has gone wrong, and she thinks she knows a way how she can finally set things right. Oh, like... And there in the control room later, she dials up the address as the rest of the replicators are escorted in. Mm -hmm. In front of the gate, McKay tells them that if they need anything else for their research, just let them know. Um, how hard is this for McKay, knowing what happens next? Oh, just... Soul, soul crushing. Just to sit there and lie through your teeth. Yeah. Um. There's you. You can't leave the planet. We're the only planet you can contact. Um. They have Weir's word, and she tells Wolsey, um, good luck and some comfort to know Atlantis is in capable hands. Oh, ouch. And you can tell all the replicators are a little nervous about going through. They've been through a lot. Yeah, and these are the like. 
quote unquote good. Yeah, replicators. these are yeah, these are the good. What a shitty situation! Because imagine if things had gone differently. What amazing allies they were. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because they hired nervous about going through the gate. They've had trust issues. They've been through a bunch of shit. Yeah. And again, Corey ruined shit for everyone. Yep. And we will go first. She heads through the gate. She looks back at John, smiling. No worries at all. John has a hard time, like, uh, dealing with this moment. Yep. And once through the gate, we're mentally tells all the replicators that it's safe. And they head through. Oh. And instantly regret it. As they horrifyingly realize that they're actually floating in the cold dark of space. And we watch as they start to drift and shut down and freeze. Oh. Back in Atlantis, the DHG was reconfig- reconfiguration worked, and they were sent to a space gate. And knowingly, knowing it was Weir's idea yeah. to send them into space, to send her. Like, McKay sent Weir to die in space. Fuck me. It was Weir's idea. But still, McKay reconfigured it and yeah. knowingly dialed and let Weir walk to her death. Yep. It does answer the question as to whether it was really Elizabeth or not. Yeah. And they just quietly leave. And, and we're left, everyone is sad. We're left with a final shot of Weir in Fran's body just floating in the void in space, her eyes finally closing as she freezes. Sad. Super uplifting. Yay. And like, super happy times episode. It's fine. It is a lot. <sighs> God, like you almost wish she hadn't have gone through all that. But like imagine like having the hope, having hope and then I having know. it torn and then having more hope. And then I know. at the end being the one who has to be like, you know what? Fuck it, guys. Yeah. What a shit storm. There's, that's almost like the most human part of this week. Yeah, weir. like this is how I can keep you safe. But like the 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 willingness to keep having hope. Yes, is the most human part of this replicator yeah. weir. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but how shitty anyway? Because to me, that's a very human trait. Oh, hope. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's always hope. Um. <laughs> Okay, what's next? I feel start quoting now. Star Wars. No, I don't want. I don't want feeling <laughs> because then I can think of Holdo, and now I'm very sad again. Okay, okay, let's get out of the sad uh, times. Next up is the shrine. Yay! That doesn't sound sad at all. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's another. It's, it's just. It's, it's another real uplifting, uh, Yay, happy, we uh, love it. fun episode. Okay, guys, it's good to be back. We'll see you guys next week. I will say with this. The shrine. You think McKay's been through shit yet? No. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week for yep. McKay's breakdown. <laughs> Possibly Grace's. We'll see what happens with this car. Uh, until then, find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us at Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no place like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us wherever you get your podcast. And I will not sniffle next week, I promise. Okay, bye. <laughs>